Agatha Christie's Absent in the Spring, adapted for radio by Malcolm Mackay. Excuse me, will you put my baggage up there? Barbara, darling. William, how happy it's been to stay with you. I'm mummy, darling. This is the right car, isn't it? Yes, don't worry. Bye, mummy. Uh, how wonderful of you to come. Do come again as soon as you can. Goodbye, darlings. Bye. Bye. Please, will you get out of my way? Please. Out. Thank you. Which way is the dining car? So many people. Where do they all come from? Excuse me, please. Excuse me. Joan! Joan! It's me. Oh, don't know. Blanche Haggard. I don't believe it. Joan! You've henned your hair. Do you like it? Now, sit here. What are you doing in Baghdad? I may ask the same of you. I'm joining my husband. The vet? The vet? Who's the vet? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, you are out of date. It's Donovan now. God, she seems about 60. You've worn well, my dear. Where have you been all these years? You look as though you've been in cold storage. Still in Cravenster. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and with old Rodders. Rodney? He's a solicitor, you know. Oh, I know that. Such a kind man. A third, a fourth... Really, I don't want to listen to this. She does go on. Two children by her second, who she left with him. Rotten of me, but it was better that way. We should be allowed to do what we want, don't you think? <laughs> so who's the latest? Donovan? Drinks like a fish. But never mind that, he's a dear. I'm meeting him in Samara. Oh, that's quite soon. So sorry you won't be coming with me all the way to Istanbul. At least you won't have to put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> what were you up to in Baghdad? Having fun, Joni? I was visiting my daughter, Barbara, and her husband, William. She's Barbara Ray now. Didn't I hear that she'd been so unhappy in Crayminster that she'd gone off with the first man she'd met just to get out of there? How ridiculous. I believe I would know if Barbara was unhappy. But you've always been such a cold fish, Joni. Frankly, Blanche, I don't agree with that at all. Barbara was ill. In Baghdad? What was wrong? The doctor was quite baffled. Was he? That's interesting. Did you hear about Major Reed? Who? No. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Not a word from me, then. Rodney always did have a roving eye, didn't he? What on earth are you talking about? The Randolph girl. Ooh, whoops. Ooh, just joking. <laughs> I shall keep my silly mouth Firmly shut. If you mean Myrna Randolph, I knew her well. She came to our tennis party. Oh, I heard all about that. You stuck it out in Crayminster, didn't you? And I can't wait to get back, Blanche, to my husband. But, Joni, I do owe you an apology. I never did repay that £25, did I? You, oh, you mean the money for the children, which you left behind? Sorry. I'm a bad girl, I know. He spent the money on a new desk for Tom. <laughs> or was it Johnny? And then we went on a bender. <gasps> oh, sorry, darling. Mea culpa, me. You always were such a generous soul. Thank you, Blanche. Oops. Oh, they said rain. I hope you get there. 
don't want to be stuck in the desert, do you? Might be a pleasant change. Oh, I should say so. To have all that time. What would you think about? About one's sins, probably. God, that would take me a lifetime. <laughs> Mind you, I don't regret a thing. Oh, this is me. Oh, time goes so quick when you're having a laugh, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, Joni, it's been so wonderful to see you. Kiss, kiss. Oh, must get my bags. Oh, oh. bye, darling. Bye, Blanche. Very nice to run into you. Poor Blanche, when I think of what she'd been at St. Anne's. Most popular girl in the school. And so beautiful. There she goes, surrounded by men. Major Reed, what was that all about? William mentioned him. Didn't Mr... Uh, who was it? Client of Rodney's. He knew a Major Reed. Rather a philanderer, apparently. Some scandal in Uganda. Reed was transferred. Another officer's wife. No wonder William didn't want to talk about him. And Barbara looked abashed. They'd probably heard about the scandal, too, and wanted rid of the man. Bye, Mummy. How wonderful of you to come. Do you come again? Well, my dears, I've done what I came to do for you. My cases, please. Make sure you get them all. The brown one, there. Where are we? Tell Abu Hamid, Mansab. And you are? I am Ali, manager of guest house, Mansab. How long before the Stamboul train? Uh, no train today, Mansab. Rain down line in Kirkuk. Train tomorrow. Tomorrow? I don't believe it. Oh, no! Oh, yeah, there it goes. Calm, Joan, all will be well. What's that up there? A Turkey frontier, Mensab. Please, I take you. Very good guest house. Very good desert, too. Best room, Mensab. Dinner time very soon. Good chef. I could eat a horse. My word. And more desert, as far as the eye can see. An empty, empty world. What on earth are you doing here, Joan Scudamore? And what shall I tell Rodney? I don't even know if there's a telegraph. I wish I hadn't met Blanche. She's upset me. No, she hasn't. She's a foolish woman. Yes, she has. She's upset me. I may as well admit it. What was that about Rodney? He was such a kind man. Too kind, Blanche. You don't know the half of it. Sometimes a rather foolish man, I'm sorry to say, who was very lucky to have me. He even tried to turn down the partnership. I hate the office. I hate it. By a farm. You can't be serious, Rodney. Aren't those rhododendrons doing well? Joan. It's hardly you... worth discussing. It's always been understood that you'd take over the law firm. Think of the children. There'd be plenty of space for them to run around in, and I want to be a farmer. The point is, dear, would a farm make a living? I think not. A bare living? I suppose it would be hard, but we'd, we'd be all right. Men are such children sometimes. Contracts, 
leases, mortgages. Can you imagine it for the rest of my life? If you turn down the partnership, you'd regret it for the rest of your life. I won't be happy. You'll be perfectly happy. How do you know? Darling, it's for your own good. Where is everyone? Am I the only guest? Yes, Mimsab. You wait for Stambul train? Yes, I know that. I have omelette. Thank you. Looks like yellow leather. Mmm. It's very good. You like bread? No, thank you. It's just until tomorrow. I'll survive. And so, my first night in the desert, all alone. How exciting. I've hardly anything to read. The memoirs of Lady Catherine Dysart. Halfway through it already. It's only one night. I'll be just fine. You'll be proud of me, Rodney. Always did have a roving eye, didn't he? What was she talking about? Myrna Randolph was a siren blanche. Rather like yourself, I'd say. Made a set for Rodney. Attractive girl, all lips and bosom, with a flashing eye. Rather silly. All the men. Anyway, I had a light touch. I knew exactly what to do. Your young friend's waiting for you on the court, Rodney. Who? Myrna. Over there. She wants a partner for the doubles. Oh, I don't want to play tennis with the girl. Put her in the other game. Oh, he pretended to be annoyed, but I could see he was flattered. She did that to all the men. I knew how to handle her. Even that kiss. Oh, we were just uh, christening the mistletoe, Mrs. Scudamore. I bet she was. Now, hands off my husband, Hannah. Go and find some young man of your own. <laughs> it is Christmas, Mrs. Scudamore. <laughs> then eat a mince pie. Sorry, Joan. Don't be silly, darling. Don't you think I know you well enough by now? How long have we been married? And that was that. Myrna married that Arlington boy. So why am I worried about what Blanche Haggard has to say? It's nonsense. Poor, sad Blanche has nothing else in her life but gossip. Anyway, why on earth am I bringing all that up? That Belgian painter, what was his name? Rudy. Was it Rudy? Wanted to paint me. Oh, we all have our moments, Rodney. I really don't want to think of such unpleasant things. It's all because of Blanche Haggard, isn't it? I'm going to put a stop to all this thinking. I think I'm going to pray. Pray? Am I really? I haven't prayed for... Yes, I am. Oh, dear Lord, thank you so much for not making me Blanche Haggard. And tomorrow I shall go for a long, invigorating walk in the desert before I resume my journey to Istanbul. Uh, Memsab, breakfast, please. Oh, another egg. Oh, you like it fried egg? No, no, the omelette is perfectly fine. What time is the train? Uh, no train today, Memsab. Maybe two days. Two days? Wadi is full. No train from Kirkuk Crosswater. Maybe three days. Three? No, there must be some mistake. What am I going to do for three days? I've only two chapters of Catherine Dysart left. Never mind, Ali. I shall go for a walk in the desert. Very hot, Memsab. Only mad dogs and Englishmen. What an enormous space. So few. 
I shall step into it. I must be careful. I could easily get lost. How curious it is to walk with nowhere to go. Really is quite intoxicating. The air is so clean. It's so bright. There's nothing you couldn't see in this light. My word, nature in all its vast power and glory. The sun's not even fully up yet. It's going to be hot later, I'll bet. I'll find a rock, sit on it and write a few letters. And then I'll go back to the guest house for lunch. Have a sleep, an early dinner. That'll be my first day done. Oh, my goodness, my feet are burning. And my knees. A long skirt tomorrow, Joan. I'm not going to stay out here for long. I'll sit down for a minute or two and write a letter. <gasps> oh! A scorpion. I'll sit somewhere else. Oh, for God's sake, it's only a little one. It's gone now. suppose it has a parent. Oh, stop being so ridiculous. Oh, no, only three sheets in my pad. Three letters? That's absurd. One letter. Who to? Of course. Dear Barbara, you'll never guess where I'm writing this from. I'm stuck in the middle of the desert. I'm quite enjoying it. I lead such a busy life, it's as if for the first time I can hear myself think. The first day done. Good sleep this afternoon. Finish Catherine Dysart. I feel quite the adventurer. Ali doesn't seem to have any real idea when the train will come. But how strange. Despite all that, I feel rather cheerful. And I'm certainly not going to allow Blanche Haggard to disturb my thoughts ever again. I heard she'd been so unhappy in Crayminster that she'd gone off with the first man she met. Go away, Blanche! It's absolute nonsense. If anyone knows my daughter, it's me, her mother. Bye, Mummy. How wonderful of you to come. I'd helped her. She hadn't talked much, but she was always so grateful for my advice. Even as a young... Oh, they're so hideously dull, Mother. Mary and Alison, they're charming. And what does it matter what you think? That's very rude, Barbara. The whole point is, Mother, can I choose my own friends or can't I? Of course you can, but be guided by me, darling. You're so young. Oh, this is an absolute prison. Quite right. I approve of slavery for daughters. Oh, Daddy, you understand, don't you? She needs to find her feet, Joan. If you think that means having friends who will lead her astray and seeing that perfectly awful George Harmon... If you stop me seeing him, I'll kill myself. Don't say such wicked things. You're obviously not feeling well at the moment. Oh, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm ill. Poor Joan. What do you mean, poor Joan? Can't you see that our daughter is a little unstable at the moment? Nonsense. She's perfectly level-headed, like her mother. She's... there's no other way of putting it. She's sexually precocious. Uh, really? If that's all you have to say, I don't want to hear. She doesn't know herself. Then all the better that we do. Anyway, George Harmon isn't the problem. It's young William Ray. William Ray? He came to tea, Rodney. He was so dreadfully dull. He's in love with her. She doesn't know what love means. She wants to travel, and he's going to Iraq. I'll never see her. What's it got to do with you, Mother? That's extremely hurtful, Barbara. Oh, Daddy, help me. You could always train for a job, darling. Oh, don't like work. 
Who does? <laughs> oh, Daddy, I do love you. Have you any idea what it's like, Blanche, to see your only daughter love someone else, even if it is her father, when it's you that has done everything for her? She might settle in Baghdad. I'll never see her again. She's not happy here. Happiness isn't all there is, Rodney. There is duty, you know. Duty to be a solicitor, for example. Oh, please don't start all that farming nonsense again. I mean, duty to please her parents. It's her life. In Iraq. Bye, Mummy. How wonderful of you to come. She was happy enough to see me in Baghdad, wasn't she? You said she'd get over her illness. You didn't want me to go, Rodney, did you? Did you know something I didn't? Bye, Mummy. How wonderful. Now I'm wondering if she meant it. What did she want from me? Did I ever really know? I don't want these thoughts. Blanche Haggard, I have had enough of you. Go away. I'm going to try and sleep. And not think of Blanche. And tomorrow I'm only going to think of nice things. Sleep now, Joan. Good, Joan. You're a good woman. Don't forget that. Why? Why did that Baghdad doctor tell me not to press Babs about her illness? No more. Sleep now. Good, Joan. You've been a most dutiful mother. Thank you, Ali, for another most splendid omelette. Ali, may I ask, what is there to do? I mean... Apart from the cooking, what do you do all day? I tell the boy to clean, Memsab. Yeah. Do you ever think? I think the kitchen needs clean. No, I mean, do you have uh, thoughts? Sometimes I thought outside need for cleaning too. Yeah. I think I'll go for another walk, Ali. Hello, desert. My silent friend. I shall walk across you and I promise there shall be no more thinking. It's not silent at all, is it? There's something... What is it? Is it? It's a hum. Perhaps it's the railway line. No, no, it's deep in the earth. A million termites beneath my feet. Everywhere I step is alive. Listen. The silence of life. I say, Joan, you're becoming a poet. I shall tell Rodney, your perfectly ordinary wife has discovered the actual sound of existence. I wonder if all this space and its unquantifiable hum isn't what's making me nervous and causing these thoughts. Perhaps I'm suffering from agoraphobia. Isn't that anxiety caused by wide open spaces? What do you think, Rodney? Oh, I do so wish you were here. You would understand. We were always so well suited, weren't we? Well, we haven't had many quarrels. I can see you now, standing in your office window, every Friday morning, looking out over the market square as the cows were herded into the stalls. You were so sweet when you saw me off at Victoria. You look tired, darling. Your shoulders drooped. And as you walked away, you straightened them. 
stood tall as if you were preparing yourself to face the storm. Well, not the storm exactly, but life alone without your wife to protect you. Oh, Rodney, I felt such pity for you. I shall walk and fear no more the heat of the sun. <laughs> What's that? Poetry. I shall recite poetry. What a good idea. And stop my mind whirring into oblivion. Let me think. From you I have been absent in the spring. Have I been absent from you in the spring, dear? Is that what you meant by it's autumn now? I remember you saying it. I was in the garden. I heard you laughing. You were with Manor Randolph, past the privet on that bench under the sycamore. You were sitting silent, at least three feet apart. Why didn't I approach you? I knew she didn't like me, but what was I frightened of? He always did have a roving eye. Why didn't I approach you? I'm terribly sorry, Ali. I don't feel hungry now. Myrna Randolph. Too much sun, I suspect. Memsab have fever? No, I don't think so, but I feel slightly sick. I'd better lay down in my room for a while. I feel a little strange. I must rest. Myrna? No, it wasn't. Of course it wasn't Myrna on that bench. Why have I been telling myself all these years that it was her? It was Leslie Shurston. You were both so still, so far apart, and yet so... I've always known it was Leslie. Why couldn't I admit it? Quantum mechanics. She was such an odd woman. She never seemed to do anything at all. It was as if she floated. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Energy done up in little parcels connected by threads. Odd how these ideas pop into your head. Sorry, you were talking about my cushion covers. They're Caton. They look rather expensive, Leslie. Oh, my husband... Of course, Colonel Shurston, the bank manager. I'm a man of the world, dear lady. Don't think of me as just a money machine. <laughs> I'm a tennis player, a golfer, a dancer, a bridge player, and much more. The real me is the chap you meet at a party, not the official who says no overdraft. What an overblown windbag he was. He got three years. Poor Leslie. Been embezzling the bank for ages, Bernie. In Craminster, how disgraceful. They have three children. What will she do now? Well, she'll survive. And she did. Resolutely cheerful throughout the whole affair. The trial, the sentence... Refused to have the children adopted, which would have been the sensible thing to do. She has courage. She took him back after his release. I saw him. He was half the man he used to be. She was a, a kind woman. He invited me to tea, do you remember? Never seen anything like it. The children were running around shouting, Mummy, Mummy, quite out of control. Then to my absolute shock and surprise, they asked their father to tell them about the water and the plum pudding. I said to her, do they know where he's been? They're bound to know someday, so they may just as well know now. Do you think it's wise to shatter the idealism in a child's mind, Rodney? They're actually quite sorry for him and love to know all about prison. You can't pretend, can you? 
He walked me home. There's never been any woman like my wife, Mrs. Scudamore. To be frank, I'm not worthy of her. And then they had another child. I really couldn't believe it. How foolish can you be? Do you think so? They had no money, Rodney. Money isn't everything. To be honest, I'm sick and tired of living in a world where you can't do anything without counting the cost. You even had to give their boy a job in your office. That was after she died. Why did you do that? His father was incapable. He'd always been incapable. Oh, you really don't know anything, do you, Mother? I know many things, Barbara, including how to bring up a child and run a house and behave responsibly. Oh, you don't know how to treat your servants. I beg your pardon? The cook said you were bossy and you never appreciated her, even after she'd spent hours making you her special Spanish ragu. But that's what she was engaged for. And at a very good salary, too. And she left. And I never could understand why. She liked Daddy. Your father is a sympathetic man, but he can sometimes be too soft. Look at the money he gave Jack Hodgson when his farm was in trouble. Joan, you don't realize the difficulty farmers are in. And it seems to you. If it wasn't for me, we'd be sitting with muddy feet in the middle of a field and begging for help, too, by the sounds of it. Poor Joan. Rodney, please would you stop calling me that? You can never admit, can you? Admit what? Oh, never mind, it doesn't matter. Admit what, Rodney? Admit what? What was he talking about? Admit I should have let him be a farmer? It's nonsense. Utter nonsense. It's so dark in here now. Is the afternoon already gone? I must have been sleeping. I need some air. Look at that moon. Glancing over desert sands. How utterly beautiful. Oh, Rodney, it's all so romantic and lonely. The thoughts that run through the lonely mind. Quantum mechanics. <laughs> Where did that come from? Something about threads. Leslie Sherston. You sitting with her on the bench. <laughs> no more of that, thank you. And what were you saying to her anyway? Not on the bench, but that other time, at the garden party. You rotate the crops, first one thing and then another, and you get better growth that way. And then you allow the land to lie fallow. What are you talking about, dear? Oh, uh, nothing. I'm sure you're boring, Mrs. Shurston. Not at all, Mrs. Scudamore. It's fascinating. I like to hear about people's dreams. Shall we play croquet, Joan? I think it's our turn. And then later, that's right, it was later in the month... That's when I saw you both on the bench under the sycamore. Or was it before? I'm getting confused again. Come on, Joan, pull yourself together. Just look at that moon. She felt sorry for you. Leslie? Did she say that? She felt sorry for me? She thought you were... You, you, you were a kind of perfect woman. I did my best, Rodney. A grave's through here. Why wouldn't you go to the funeral? I don't know. There was too much to do, too many things. And I couldn't... Um... Here, it's here. Leslie Adeline Sherston, dearly beloved wife of Charles Edward Sherston. And God shall wipe away their tears. For her. Isn't that flower from our garden? Are you all right, dear? Yes. Yes, I'm... Uh, 
I think not. I think not, Jan. It happened so quickly. If she'd seen her doctor... She was too brave. You can't beat cancer, darling, no matter how brave. I really don't think I can do it anymore, Joan. It's not what I wanted. What isn't? Everything. Oh, darling. Darling, you've been working so hard. I'll look after you. Complete rest. Leave it to me. Yes, yes, dear. A rhododendron for, for Leslie. It's not much, is it? Oh, Rodney, I shall cry too. And for her. I felt such pity for her, you see. Why not? She was abandoned for three years with those children and no husband. It's all too much. So many tears from so long ago. You always were such a cold fish. I am not. Everybody thought so. You have no idea what I'm going through. All alone. What would you think about? About one's sins, probably. You can talk Miss Haggard or Mrs. Holliday or whatever your name is now. Have you been married since we last spoke? That's better, Joni. The old fighting spirit. Don't underestimate me. I never did, darling. All those years at school, we all knew that hidden away under that hard shell was someone we could rely on in times of trouble. Good old Joan. <laughs> St. Anne's. Oh, those are the days. I wish you were here, Blanche. We laughed, didn't we? I want to say that I think you've done very well, Joan. You've been happy at school, haven't you? Yes, Miss Gilby. Now life opens up for you, and I want you to remember one thing. No lazy thinking. Life is meant to be lived, not glossed over. Don't be too pleased with yourself, either. Entre nous, that's a little failing of yours. Pain and suffering will come. Remember the Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> Shut up, Blanche. <laughs> As for you, Blanche Haggard, you have many faults, but they can be corrected. I say the one word, discipline. She was right, Blanche. Your passions destroyed you. There's so much to do. You mean marry four times? Oh, I don't care. I'm so tired of all this. So tired. I must try and sleep. Perhaps Ali's right and I do have a fever. From the sun, I should think. Perhaps I need a doctor. Aspirin. Do I have any? Three. That will have to do. And no more moonlight for tonight. Lie back now. Close your eyes. Don't think. That's it. No more thoughts. Good night, darling. Breathe steady. Breathe. Your natural history is weak, Joan. Yes, Miss Kelby. Lizards will pop out of their holes. Yes, Miss Kelby. There's a storm coming, Joni. Stop it, Blanche. I see the one word. Discipline. Yes, miss. Discipline. 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 Memsab? Memsab? Oh, Ali. Ali, I'm, I'm sorry. I was dreaming. I, I dreamt I was at school. No, no. Not school, Memsab. 
Very nice guest house. Of course, of course. I'm sorry. It's a very nice guest house. I'm sorry. I'm a bit muddled. Are you like dinner now, Memsab? Dinner? Is it that late? I've taken some aspirin. Perhaps I should eat. Do you have any soup? Little soup would be most welcome. Thank you. Ah, uh, it, it seems a little greasy, Ali. Greasy? That is vegetable, Mamsab. Here, this, you see. Perhaps if you gave me a small bowl, I could skim it off with my spoon. Spoon? A small bowl. Ah, saucer. Like cup and saucer for tea. That'll be fine. Th thank you, Ali. You tell him, Joni. I will, Blanche. I've a very strong will, and I'm going to eat this if it kills me. Probably will. Will you please be quiet? Memsab, here is saucer. I bring tea. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. And thank you for your smiling face. How reassuring you are. You seem so happy here, so quiet, and so peaceful. I saw the boy praying. Memsab. And tomorrow's another day, isn't it? I'm sure you'll bring me a wonderful omelette and... When do you think the train... Train comes soon, Memsab. Soon. Good. My room is becoming a little claustrophobic. <laughs> and you brought salt, too. How kind you are. Thank you, Memsab. I say thank you so awfully much, Mrs. <laughs> What wonderful English. You see, Blanche, all is going terribly well. This room is beginning to feel like a prison. Oh, Rodney, I'm thinking quietly so she can't hear me and call me a cold fish again. But I can tell you, can't I? It's been such a dreadful day. I've had such desperate things on my mind. Where do they come from? Two days now. I wonder if I'm not going a little mad. A new day. No more dreaming. Discipline. I heard you, Miss Gilby. I heard you. I'm going to walk out of these thoughts and stamp them down with a stern right foot. I shall celebrate my solitude. Now, where shall I walk? Not round and round the guest house again. That's like circling the jailhouse walls. This way. North, south, east or west, it doesn't matter. It's my way. I must be systematic. Cast iron in my mind. The great wall of Joan. Walk. Very good, Joan. Correct yourself. No, I don't want to correct myself. With the greatest respect, Miss Gilby. I think I've had quite enough self-criticism over the past few days. I shall have pleasant thoughts. I shall imagine I'm on a retreat and meditate. You really don't know anything, do you, Mother? I know quite enough, thank you, Barbara. What exactly did you do with your life, anyway? That's none of your business. Oh, are you ashamed of it? Well, one thing I did do is visit my sick daughter with her newborn child in Baghdad. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> We didn't want you to come. You didn't want me to come? You won't. I didn't ask you to come. How could I not? You're my daughter. And what was wrong with you, anyway? The doctor wouldn't say. We'd rather not talk about Major Reed, Mrs. Scudamore. 
me to read. I was talking about something quite else, William. Of course, I quite understand Major Reed has something of a reputation, even in Crayminster. A reputation for what? You needn't look so worried, dear. Some things are best not spoken about, as William has said. Best not spoken about. Why not? Because... No, stop it. Perhaps I should walk more slowly and close my eyes. How can I close my eyes? I'd trip on a rock. Anyway... It's clear enough. Barbara didn't want me in Baghdad. Is that true? Nonsense. I don't believe it. She'd been so unhappy at home that she'd run away with the first man she met. No, I won't listen. We have to face it, Joan. She's sexually precocious. I don't care. I'm not listening. I don't want to talk about that damned major. Damned major? Did William say that? Or am I imagining it? Are they all laughing at me? No, I've had enough now. I'm going to go back and lie in my bed until this whole horrible episode is over. That's it. I'm going back. Where's the guest house? I'm sure it was behind me. Must be this way. No, I don't remember that little tree. Was it to my left? Yes. I could be walking away from... I must think... Think, Joan. Don't panic. I will find my way. I will I will go to that tree and walk a hundred paces in one direction. If I don't see the guest house, I'll return to the tree and walk a hundred paces in another. Supposing I still don't see the guest house. Oh, I mustn't panic. Go to the tree. Keep your mind in focus, Joan. So, here's the tree. I can't see the guest house. We'll see if it's this way. No, not this way. Back to the tree. This way. No, this is no good. Where? Oh, God, I don't know. Help me, I'm lost. God, I'm sorry. Tell me the way. Rodney, help me. I know you wanted to be a farmer and I forced you. I'm sorry. Babs, I know you didn't want to see me. Where do you think the baby came from? What? Damned Major Reed. That's why you didn't want me to go to Baghdad? That's why the doctor wouldn't talk to me? Oh, my God. Did you try to kill yourself? My own daughter? Why was I in Baghdad anyway? To get away from you? Oh, my God. Help me. Please help me. Don't let me... Don't let me be lost. Show me the way. You don't know anything. I must get away from here. Ali! I can't do it anymore. You had such a straight back as you walked away from me. I can't stand it. Contracts, leases. You were relieved I was going. You didn't know him at all. Rodney. Rodney. You took his life away. You took his manhood. Absent in the spring. Who'd want to be with you? I wasn't bored, Mrs. Goodemore. A rhododendron for Leslie. You wanted to be with her. They must know, sooner or later. Why did you take that boy in? I helped. Why? Why do you think? I'm not listening to any more. Help me, where is it? I'm lost. Barbara, Rodney, please. I love you, I love you all. Help. Mamsa! Mamsa! Ali, 
up. The train has come. The train has come. You, you go to Istanbul. Oh, thank God. Madam. Tea, please. No. A gin and tonic. A large one. And the menu, please. Oh, thank you, Lord. Civilization at last. People, voices, a dining car. No more omelettes. Leslie had courage, you know. You're quite right, Rodney. But I will too now, I promise. Enough anyway to tell you that I'm so sorry for what I did to you. And Barbara, I wasn't there when you needed me, and when I was there, I was no good. Because I was smug and superior, and so utterly selfish and stupid. Madame. Thank you. Here's to you, Rodney. And Barbara. In remembrance, Leslie. And to you too, Blanche. You gave me more than I realised. And finally, here's to you, my dear, a brand new Joan Scudamore. I'm going to change. I promise you. I'll wait you, lady. Follow the road out of town. Good old England. So green and rainy and cloudy and dull and home. What a dream I've had. Did I imagine it all? What shall I say to you, my dear? Rodney, forgive me. I didn't know. Keep the change. Or, Rodney, here I am. Same old Joan. I'm home. Rodney? It's me. It's so dark in here, Rodney. Are you sitting in the dark? Joan. Let me put some lights on. There. Now I can see you. Did you get my cable? Oh, Joan. Oh, come here. <laughs> Rodney. Oh, Rodney. I was stranded in the desert for three days. Oh, how awful for you. Do you know, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Desert sands and moonlight. If only you'd been there. I've missed you terribly. And I've missed you, darling. Oh, goodness, just look at those cushion covers. They're so awful. I really must get new ones. Yes, you must. I'm so happy to see you. Oh, Rodney. <laughs> I'm so pleased to be home. I'm so pleased to be with you. Good old Joan. In Absent in the Spring by Agatha Christie, writing as Mary Westmacott, Joan Scudamore was played by Harriet Walter, Barbara Ray and Myrna Randolph, Amy Morgan, Ali and William Ray, Nabil El-Wahabi. Blanche Haggard was Geraldine Alexander, Rodney Scudamore and Colonel Sherston, James Fleet, and Leslie Sherston and Miss Gilby were played by Hilary McLean. The composer was Nick Beaker and the sound designer Leon Chambers. Agatha Christie's Absent in the Spring was adapted for radio by Malcolm Mackay, directed by Catherine Bailey, and is a Catherine Bailey production for BBC Radio.